Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. I just wanted to give this quick intro that you must listen to the whole podcast today because while out street preaching this morning in my city, I had the opportunity by the grace of God to meet a young couple. They were only 21 years old. They got married at 18. And I was just exhorting them and reminding them because they are in Christ that marriage is for life. And as a young couple, that they will face many challenges, but to always remember that God intended that once you are married, that covenant is not fulfilled until the death of one of the partners. It was amazing. So listen to the whole podcast. I pray that it will bless your life. Bye for now. that the Lord has made, and it is wonderful and marvelous in His sight. This is the day of salvation. God created this world to have fellowship with Him. In His love, God demonstrated His love for humanity by sending the world a Savior that whosoever shall believe in Christ Jesus will not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life is found only in Jesus Christ, that when a man believes in Jesus for salvation, for eternal life, the Bible teaches that he will not perish, But if we reject Christ Jesus, the Bible teaches that we condemn ourselves when we reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is why when Jesus walked this earth as a man, he told the people that they must repent. They must repent or they will too all likewise perish. That message is for us today. 
that if we do not turn from our sins and come to Christ Jesus, when we die, we shall perish and go straight to a burning hell. That is why God sent us the remedy for our sin problem. The problem we have with Holy God is that our sins separate us from fellowship with Holy God. God wants all man. He commands all people everywhere to repent because he has set a day in which he will judge the inhabited world in righteousness by a man whom he raised from the dead, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ of Nazareth was sent to this world to die for the sins of the people. When Jesus allowed himself to be crucified on the cross for our sins, he paid our sin debt in full. Therefore, we no longer have the wrath of God coming upon us. There is a day that has been set in heaven when Christ Jesus will return once again to this world. When he returns, he is not coming back as Savior. He is coming back as King and Lord. The Bible teaches that when Jesus returns with his angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel, they shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from his glory for all of eternity because the one who rejects Jesus Christ has already condemned themselves. God sends no one to hell. People send themselves to hell for one reason, and that is when they reject Jesus Christ. All sins can be forgiven when you come to Christ Jesus. You don't have to stay stuck in your homosexuality. There's hope for the homosexual, the lesbian, and the transgender. There is hope for the liar, the whoremonger, the murderer, the thief. Through the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ, you too can have your sins forgiven. You don't have to stay stuck smoking your weed drinking alcohol, living like a harlot and a whoremonger. There's hope for us. God sent us hope when he sent his son, Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus tells us to repent. Change the way you think about sin. Change your mind. You will change your life. Christ wants you to be saved. The Bible teaches that it is not the will of God that anyone shall perish, but that they come to the saving knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ, 
so you too can have your sins forgiven so that when you die, you don't go straight to a burning hell, but you can have eternal life with God in heaven for all of eternity. The Bible teaches that if your name has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. That is why we must consider all the ways we take in this life. You only get one life to live. And if you choose to live that life apart from Jesus Christ, there is a penalty. The Bible teaches that the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God for all of eternity. There's people in hell right now begging, crying out for another chance to repent. But it is too late for them. They had a chance like you have an opportunity today that when you hear the gospel, you say, yes, Lord, you right. You right, Lord. I am a sinner and I need to be saved. Cry out to the living God before it is too late. You don't know the day you are going to die. That is why it is of the utmost priority in your life that you come to Christ Jesus today. People are dropping out of here like flies only to end up in a burning hell because they wanted their best life now. Jesus says that when he returns, it shall be as it were in the days of Noah and Lot. He says that people will be shopping, buying and selling, marrying, giving into marriage, People were oblivious then to the coming judgment, just like today in the 21st century. People are oblivious to the fact they live in deception, that, that there is no God, there is no heaven, there is no hell. At the end of the day, your unbelief is not going to stop Jesus Christ from returning back to this world when he comes back he is coming to deal with all of those who have rejected him the bible teaches that there is a consequence for your sins if you continue to live in willful blatant knowing deliberate sin then there's a consequence for that God has created a place initially for the devil and his demons. It is called hell. Mankind puts themselves in that place that was meant only for the devil and his demons. Hell is literal, just like heaven is a literal place. The Bible teaches that hell enlarges herself every day to to accomplish and accommodate 
all who refuse to come to Christ Jesus in sincere repentance. You may not want Jesus today, but the day you drop that bodysuit, you will want him, but it will be too late. The opportunity is not after you die. The opportunity is now while you are still in your flesh body to repent, turn from your wickedness and turn to Christ Jesus. We have a God who is loving, who is generous, who is loving kindness and gracious that he took pity on mankind to send us a savior so that we can be set free from the slavery of sin. Apart from Jesus, you and I are slaves to sin. There is only two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. You and I are in either one or two kingdoms, the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of God. If you are not in Christ Jesus, you are in the kingdom of Satan. The Bible teaches that the devil blinds the eyes of those who are perishing, those who commit fornication, those who commit adultery, lying and stealing, homosexuality, murder. Those things are not of God. If you are living in sin, or if you are living with someone who is not your covenant spouse, and you choose to have sex with them outside of marriage, that is a sin. If you choose to take a life, that's sin. If you choose to be sensual and sexual, that's a sin. These things do not please God. This world has tricked and deceived many of us to think that it is all about us, what we want, how we want it, and when we want it. No one seems to be thinking about the day in which you will draw your last breath. We cannot deceive ourselves to believe that we are going to live to be a hundred years old. You got people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s dropping out of here, out of their body suits, thinking they had all the time in the world to come to Christ. But it was too late. And the majority of those people in hell, they wanted to be there. Yep, they wanted to be there. They made it their life mission to reject Jesus Christ. They are right where they wanted to be, separated from God. They are right where they chose to be. They chose to reject God. They chose to reject Jesus Christ. Well, God will give you what you want. You want separation from him? Okay. What else is left for him to do? Because holy God is not going to beg mankind to be saved. He's not doing that. In his love, he gives us a chance every morning by his grace. When you wake up, it is not to go shopping. 
It is not to go to work. It is to get on your hands and knees and cry out to the living God to be saved. There is nothing embarrassing about crying out to God to save your soul when your soul is on its way straight to a burning hell. There is no embarrassment in that. The problem is people are stuck in pride. You think you don't need heaven. Yes, you do. But for the fact you think this is all that is to life, it is not. There is a spiritual realm. There is a holy God who is writing everything we do down in the books of our lives. The problem is mankind has been drenched in entertainment. Entertainment has lulled all of us to sleep, to think that, well, hell is not so bad. Hell would be just one big party. No, absolutely not. You are deceived to think that you will meet up with your friends in hell and it will be one big party. First of all, in hell, there is separation. You will be with no one but your assigned demons. That's who you will be with in hell. People are crying out, cursing God in hell. When God gave every single person born to a, to a woman the opportunity to repent, turn from your wicked ways, and come to him. Every day that you get the chance to draw breath, that should be your opportunity to use that breath to cry out to God to save your wretched soul. The Bible says, apart from God, we are sinners in need of a Savior. And he is absolutely right. Look at the state of the world. People want to blame God for all the atrocities that's happening. God is in full control. He is not behind the chaos. He is not behind the wars. He is not behind the murders and the crime. You are pointing the finger at the wrong entity. It is Satan. Satan is the little God of this world. That's why the world is in the state that it is. And he has children. Just like Holy God has children, Satan has children too. The Bible teaches that we can identify the children of God from the children of the devil. Children of God do not make it a practice to stay in willful, blatant, knowing sin. The children of the devil, this is all they do all day. They sin. They reject God. They don't live holy lives. They continue to recruit other foolish, arrogant, pride people to join them as if this is one big party. You got to understand, there's a price. There is a price for how you live your life, whether you live it for God or you live it for Satan. We will all be judged by the lives we lived. Jesus said when he returns, he will give to every person a reward 
for the life you live. You live a life of sin, lust, debauchery, then you will pay for that. If you live a life of holiness and righteousness, you will also pay for that. That is why it is important that we repent, turn from our evil ways, and come to Christ Jesus so that we don't get snatched out of this bodysuit and lift our eyes in hell, shell-shocked. Well, I was a good person. The Bible tells us no one is good, no one is righteous, no one does good. In the eyes of God, all he sees is holiness. And the only way a man can be holy is through Jesus Christ. On our own, we don't seek God. On our own, we don't do good in the sight of God. And what little good that we may do, it is for selfish ambition. It is for recognition of the quote-unquote good works that you do. The Bible teaches that in the eyes of God, all of our so-called good works are as filthy rags to God. God only looks through the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ. So if you are not in right standing with God, then you are an enemy of God. The Bible teaches that God has enemies and he will deal with his enemies. That is why it is of the utmost paramount importance that you turn from your wicked ways, that you come to Christ Jesus so you do not suffer the eternal consequences for the way you chose to live your life. Jesus Christ wants you to live holy. He wants us to live clean lives. He wants us to consider all of our ways we take before God who is all-knowing, all-seeing. He is powerful and he is writing everything we do down in heaven. The Bible teaches us in the book of Revelation that that the books of our lives will be open on judgment day and we will be judged out of those things that are written in the books of our lives and there will be another book that is opened the lamb's book of life the bible teaches that if your name has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be cast into the lake of fire. Do not let this world fool you with entertainment. Don't let it fool you with shopping and social media distracting you from the truth and the magnitude of the situation about your soul you are in mortal danger you may not know it that's why i'm here to tell you if you are not in christ you are on your way straight to hell yes i am not a politician i don't have to watch my words i'm telling you 
the spiritual truth of the matter. There is a place called hell. And if you choose on your own accord to reject Jesus Christ, well, that's the place where your soul will spin until judgment day when the souls of hell will be resurrected out of hell to stand before Jesus Christ at the great white throne judgment only to hear your name has not been found written in his book of life that is why it is so important that you stop what you are doing and consider the day in which you will die it is clear everybody dies there is not one single person that was ever born that did not die but guess what jesus christ lived and he died and on the third day god raised jesus from the dead jesus christ is very much alive today he is still sinless he is still perfect he is sitting at the right hand of God in heaven, interceding for those who made the wise choice to come to him while they were still alive. This is not about you shopping and living your best life now because this world, the Bible teaches, it will burn up. This world is temporary and the things in this world is just as temporary what is eternal is that soul living on the inside of you and it will spend eternity in either one or two places heaven or hell nobody wants to talk about hell no one wants to talk about the consequences of sin that is why people live defeated lives. You cannot live in willful sin and expect not to be depressed, not to feel hopeless, not to feel downtrodden. The Bible teaches that God will not be mocked. You continue to sow to your flesh. You continue to want to live a sensual, angry, lustful, lifestyle well don't expect true peace to be in your life that is why psychologists and therapists make a ton of money because people choose to stay in their addictions they they choose to not forgive those who have wronged them as children they they continue to commit those acts that are in direct contradiction to the word of God. And then you wonder why you're going crazy. You're going crazy because you are a slave to sin. Do you think the devil is really going to give you your best life? I know that's what he tells you. I know that that's what he projects, that you can have the American dream. You can have all that you want. All you got to do is go to college. Then you can get married. Then you can have the big house with the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids and two dogs and a cat and expect to live a peaceful life. 
you are deceived and many people have found out you cannot live a life against God and expect to have true peace while you are in your bodysuit. It don't work like that. That's why people turn to drugs. That's why they, they turn to smoking and drinking and, and having unnatural sex. Because they are trying to fill a void in your life. That void is you need Jesus Christ. I'm telling you as a witness. I too thought that if I please this flesh long enough, I will be happy. No, that leads to suicidal thoughts. That leads to being double-minded. You cannot be sleeping around, smoking drugs, cursing, partying, and expect to live a life of peace. You will go through one woman, one at a time. You will go through many men, one at a time, trying to find the perfect relationship. You're not going to find a perfect relationship because that person is in the same sinful, immoral state as you. And then people wonder why relationships don't work out. Two sinners don't make a relationship righteous. And that's where we keep missing it. What makes you think that two sinners who are opposed to God, who live in sin, expect to have a healthy relationship? It don't work like that. It's not the man's fault. It's not the woman's fault. The problem is sin. You are in sin and they are in sin. And two sinners getting together don't make life happy. That's why divorce rates are through the roof. Because you thought you found a perfect person. Apart from Christ, there is no perfect people. That's why you go from one relationship to the next trying to find the perfect person. You ain't going to find a perfect person, not if they are in sin and apart from God, you not. It is impossible. You may have years with this person, but at the end of the day, you're going to end up hating them. Unless your two are living righteous and holy and there is the fear of God in your life. And that marriage was sanctioned by holy God, not by unnatural means. Yeah, that marriage will last. You want to know why? Because God is at the forefront of that relationship. That is why we go through men. That's why we go through women. There is no perfect people. The Bible tells us no one is perfect. No one is righteous but Jesus Christ. So if Jesus is not in your life, you will continue to find children of the devil to hook up with. And then you're trying to figure out what's their problem. Their problem is your same problem. You want to live a life apart from God. That's why we have baby daddies, baby mamas. Everybody's looking for the right cocktail mix when what you need to do is repent. Come away from sex if you're not married to your first spouse. Stop having all of this free living sex. 
and then maybe we can have some clarity of the situation that this is a child of the devil. Red flags are flying high and people and people choose to disregard the obvious. If you are not in Christ Jesus, you will not have a fruitful life. You commit sin every single day and you cannot rightly expect to have a life of peace. That is not how it works. That's why people go to therapists. That's why people go to psychologists. That's why people run to the movies. They run to these celebrity lifestyles living vicariously through other sinners. And then you expect for you to have peace? Absolutely not. Only in Christ will you ever find true peace. You're not going to find it shopping. You're not going to find it sleeping around. You're not going to find it being a social activist. You're not going to find it being a pet lover. You're not going to have true peace. And what little, what little happiness you may find, it is temporary and it is fleeting. Because at the end of the day, you are going to die. The Bible teaches it is appointed once for man to die. And after that comes the judgment. Jesus Christ said, what profit will it do a man to gain this whole world and then lose his soul? What are you willing to exchange for your soul? Because many have exchanged a lot for their souls. Fame, fortune, relationships, money, idolatry, self-worship. People have sold their souls to the devil for temporary pleasures, only to come to find out it was not pleasurable at all. Do you think sowing to this mortal flesh all your pleasures, all of your lust, and you really think that you're going to live happily ever after? Absolutely not. This world lives in great deception because of the evil one. He loves to deceive. He loves to deceive to get you to believe there's no God. There's no consequences for sin. You will be in for a rude awakening. That's why the good news from heaven is you must repent. Turn from your nastiness. Turn from your evil, wicked thoughts. Turn from your licentious lifestyle. Turn from your bitterness. Turn from your unforgiveness. Turn from all of your seeking pleasures. And come to Christ Jesus. You need to have a renewal of the mind. Because that is the devil's playground, your mind. The summation of your thoughts come out in your behavior. You need to repent. Stop being so mean. Stop sinning. That's your problem. That's why people are so mean and angry. Because they know the truth. The truth of God's word presses buttons. And it should. It should prick you. 
It should offend you so that you can look at your life and agree with Holy God. You're right. I need to be saved. I'm living a life of wickedness. And if I don't stop and turn, I am going to burn. It is in your best interest to agree with God now before he judges you. He will judge all of us by the way we chose to live this life. This is your choice if you end up in hell. It is not the will of God for any man or woman to perish. That's not his will. His will is that you come to his son to be saved so that you are no longer a slave to sin. This world has never seen slavery like slavery to sin. It is the most diabolical bondage you can ever be in. Anytime the devil yanked your chain to commit fornication, there you go. Anytime the devil yanked your chain to be evil and mean and nasty, there you go. Anytime he yanked your chain to keep sleeping around, committing adultery, smoking weed, drinking like a drunkard, then you are a slave to sin. Yes. I hate to break it to you. This world ain't never seen slavery like slavery to sin. That is why when you hear the good news that God sent Jesus to lay down his life, to pay your sin debt in full so that you don't face God's coming wrath so that you don't die prematurely and go straight to a burning hell. The good news is that God has made a way. He has made a way for sinners to be made right with him. And he did this, that when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you will be saved then the Holy Spirit will dwell in you, teaching you and training you how to live holy. You don't have to live holy on your own once you are born again. God sends us help, His Holy Spirit, to train you in righteousness, to tell you, put some clothes on that naked body. He tells you, stop smoking that weed, come up out of these transgender, homosexual lifestyles. That's not of God. Those things are an abomination. And Jesus said that the abominable, their part, will be in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. You do not want to spend eternity tormenting while the, while the smoke of your torment rise day and night and there will be no relief for you. This life is temporary. It is but a vapor. One moment you are here and the next you are not. 
That is why people are never ready for death. But you can make a conscious decision to be ready when Jesus snatches you out of your bodysuit. You don't have to fear death when you are in Christ. You don't have to fear not living anymore. Do you not know? That is the devil's number one weapon, death. He puts the fear of death into all of mankind. That's his ace in the hole. That's why in Christ, there is no longer fear of death because death for the believer is the most wonderful thing that can ever happen to you because he now you get to live in heaven for all of eternity the sting of death is no longer reigning over you because in christ there is always life he is still alive 2022 years later jesus christ of nazareth is still alive looking for you to repent stop sinning and come to him so that he can fill you with his holy spirit so now you can live a victorious born again on your way to heaven life we will always have problems in this world the difference is when Christ is in your life, those problems will not crush you. It will not devastate you like before because you know at the end of the day, God is going to deal with his enemies. So if you have people troubling you, abusing you, terrorizing you, rest assured in Christ, he will deal with your enemies. And when you in him, he protects you. I am a witness. I am a victim of domestic violence twice. I am a victim of sexual abuse because if anybody takes your body, touches you, that you don't want them to touch you, well then that's abuse. And we abuse our bodies by continuing to be a sexual walking pornographic billboard. That's the problem. We living in sin. So we give Satan entry into our lives. God is not the problem. He's not the problem. He is the solution to the problem. But because we have been so enmeshed with the ways of this world through movies, books, lies upon lies, government, politicians, other people who are steeped in unnatural behavior to think that you can live your life be you do you be the best you can be these are all mantras from the devil he tells you live it up drink be merry for tomorrow you will die but he never tells you what happens when christ snatches you out of that bodysuit and you are found to be blameful shameful you will spend eternity separated from god tormented in a place that was never meant for god's creation 
But you put yourself in that situation because you thought this was all to life that it is. And it is not. This is not a fable. This is not a story to be told. This is biblical truth. The Bible teaches the soul that sins will die. Yeah, you will die a physical death, but that soul will go on for eternity, either in heaven or hell. And you may say, well, I don't believe in heaven or hell. Okay, nonetheless, it exists and it will be for those who choose to either live righteous through Christ or live sinful through Satan. That's why God says this day choose life or death, blessings or cursings. You have a choice where you spend eternity. Don't be foolish. Don't be arrogant. Don't be prideful to think that that won't happen to me. Yes, it will. There's people in hell right now that will that will love to give you a testimony about not coming to this place. The Bible tells us a story about a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus. The rich man lived a life of sumptuous living. He was rich, he had parties, he had money, he had family, he had the best life, some will say. But the beggar, you need to repent, but the beggar, he lived a life of poverty, he was broken, he had sores, even the dogs licked his wounds, and he sat at the gate of the rich man begging for his crumbs. So on the day that they both died, the beggar went to Abraham's bosom. But the rich man went to hell. And he cried out to Father Abraham, send Lazarus to dip his finger in some water because I am tormenting in these flames. And Abraham told him, I can't send Lazarus over there. There is a huge chasm. You can't come over here and we can't come over there. But those in hell saw paradise. They saw paradise and they wanted relief of the, the flames and the torment. So the rich man said to Abraham, well, send somebody to go tell his brothers who were still alive, don't come to this place. And Abraham told them, no, no one is doing that. They have the opportunity to hear the gospel, just like in the 21st century. We have the opportunity to hear that if we don't stop it, we ain't going to make it. We don't need somebody coming from hell to tell us about hell. That's why God sends his living, breathing messengers to come out here to warn the people. This is a message of love and warning. God is merciful. But if you reject, if you reject his son, Jesus Christ, there is no more sacrifices for sins. Your only expectation is fiery judgment. What else 
left for God to do with the rebellious, unrepentant sinner. He did everything that needed to be done, and yet, and yet, mankind still says no. Mankind still mocks. Well, God always have a remnant. There are some people who want this message, who needs this message. There are people who are stuck in their sins, looking for a way out. The way out is through Jesus Christ. He tells us he is the way, the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to God but through Jesus Christ. You're not going to go to heaven on your works. You're not going to go to heaven because you go to church. You're not going to go to heaven because you trust in the priest and the pastor and the best dressed preacher man. No, it is only when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When you repent, when you have sincere regret of your past sins and you cry out to God that no longer you want to live a sinful life apart from him. The Bible teaches that when you cry out to God, he will not push you away. Don't believe the hype that he is some judgmental God pointing the finger, sending everybody to hell. You send yourselves to hell because you, re you reject his savior. That's why people go to hell because your sins have been paid for. But if you don't accept the gift of salvation, well, what do you expect for God to do? He has done it all. Christ Jesus' last words on the cross was, it is finished. It is finished. But if you don't accept the gift, if you continue to say, well, I don't believe in the gift, then you are going to pay for the decision and the bad choice you make when it comes to your eternal soul. Jesus says a man must be born again in order to inherit the kingdom of God. You cannot go to heaven in your sinful, lustful, filthy ways. You cannot. God is holy and he says without holiness no man will see the Lord. That means we must be born again in Christ Jesus living a life demonstrating producing fruit of our repentance once you come to christ you don't get to stay in your homosexual lifestyle you don't get to stay being a harlot and a whoremonger you don't get to stay smoking your weed using drugs clubbing lying and killing and stealing and being greedy and envious you don't get to stay the same you are a new creation in Christ. Everybody says, I wish I could do life over. Well, you can. There is another bite at the apple, if you will. In Christ, you can live a brand new, clean life. A holy life. A life that's filled with righteous, good works. You can. It is doable to live a life without practicing sin.
And when we miss the mark, then we have an advocate in heaven, Jesus Christ. God is faithful. He will forgive you of your sins when you confess to him, not to a priest, not to a man in a booth with a collar. Jesus did not give authorization to no mere mortal to forgive sins. Absolutely not. That comes from Satan and his false church. God at no time authorize a human being who is fallible to forgive you of your sins when in fact they need utmost forgiveness for their willful nasty blatant sins so how can a person who is a thief and a murderer and a liar can forgive you of your sins not possible just because they put on some costume just because they stand in front of idolatrous relics? Do you really think your sins been forgiven because some fallible, sinful man in a costume sitting in a box tells you your sins been forgiven and then you walk out of that pagan place and you write back in your homosexuality. You write back in your lustful, evil, nasty way of living. It don't work like that. Only Jesus Christ of Nazareth has been authorized and commissioned to forgive sins. You want to know why? Because he was sinless and perfect. He is the only one that is capable and eligible to forgive sins. He was sinless and perfect. He knows the way of righteousness. He knows the way of obedience so he's the only one that can that can instruct you to live righteously a mortal being who serves satan lying saying he serves christ cannot save sins and billions of people walk away from that pagan institution believing their sins have been forgiven nope 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 only christ can only through his precious blood because when you meet the real Jesus Christ the one that tells mankind repent or you too shall likewise perish he will turn your life upside down inside out for the good no longer are you on your way to a burning hell but to a glorious kingdom that has been set for those who come to their senses and stop sinning and come to Christ so that through his shed blood you can have right standing with God you gotta have peace with God before you die and that peace only comes through Jesus Christ it is not through how good you think you are. It is not about what church you are affiliated with. It is only, only through the shed blood of Jesus Christ that can make a man be justified before holy God. And once you are born again, he sends the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of you, training you how to be holy, training you the way of righteousness, training you 
that you need to stop living foul and live for God. Because at the end of the day, this world will burn up in ferret heat. That soul on the inside of you will live forever somewhere, either heaven or hell. That's it. There's no purgatory. There is no such place as purgatory that you can live like the devil now and then go to hell, get a righteous lesson in hell, and then somebody, I don't know who this is, gives you the okay to enter heaven. Absolutely not. That is false doctrine. And many people have found out too late there is no purgatory. That's a lie from the synagogue of Satan. You only get one life to live right. And that is when you are in your body suit. There is no righteous living and teaching in hell. There is no special place in hell that the sinner man can now get it right. What, do penance in hell? Are you kidding me? Think about it. That don't even make any sense. Hell is filled with Christ rejectors who thought they wanted their best life now, who don't believe in God, who think this is one big joke. There is no place in hell that you get it right. Don't let that pagan church fool you to think some man can forgive you of your sins and you do some penance and you bring some money to the ungodly priest and that you now have right standing with God. Don't be deceived. The Bible teaches the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. No fornicator, no idolater, no adulterer, no homosexual, no covetous, greedy, lying person, no thief, no reviler, no swindler, no murderer, no drunkard, no no druggie will enter God's kingdom. But guess what? God has made provision for your sinful lifestyle. You must be born again. If you believe you were born the wrong, the wrong sex, then you need to be born again. If you thought you was born to drink and party, then you need to be born again. That's not the truth. The truth of the matter is if you die today in your sins, you will go straight to a burning hell. Don't believe the media, entertainment, the world that you can live your best life and still be happy. That's why we see the state of mankind for what it is. It is horrible. This life apart from Christ is horrible. Look at the killings, the wars, the murders, the drugs, the government, the politics. Name, name one. And you see the destruction in all of it. It is one big lie that you can live your best life. You don't have to come to Christ. You don't have to believe in God. You can live your life, dress how you want, sleep with who you want, be you, do you. You are living in deception. We have a holy God who is writing all this stuff down, recorded in the books of your life. 
This is not self-righteousness. This is not judging. This is not pointing a finger. This is the message from heaven. You must repent or you will perish. That's it. We, we've all done things that were unholy, ungodly. We all did things that were nasty, filthy, and foul. We all done it, all of us. My hand is the first to be raised. I'm not here judging anyone. I'm warning you of what I know. God will save the sin-sick soul when you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth who died on a Roman's cross allowing himself to be crucified to pay your sin debt mankind has racked up and stacked up a huge sin debt against holy God God has standards and he ain't playing with that lake of fire you playing you playing to think that you can still sleep around smoke your drugs be a drunk be prideful be arrogant and still think you have right standing with god no you must be born again to inherit god's kingdom it's not by your works it's not by how great you think you are bible teaches that all of our righteous so-called righteous works are nothing but filthy rags to holy god without christ jesus he sees you as a sinner on your way straight to a burning hell that is why we need christ jesus today the message from heaven is repent or you too shall all likewise perish there is no no. Good morning, sweet Cynthia. No, I, no, I got water. water. Thank you. I got water. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That is why it is imperative today that you give thought about the day you will drop the bodysuit. Everybody make plans for retirement, vacation, marriage, children. Everybody got all these plans, but no one has given considerable thought to the day when Christ snatches you out of that bodysuit. You cannot live a life apart from God and expect to enter his kingdom. Yes, in Christ, you can live a victorious, resurrected life. In Christ, you can live a life without willful sin. It is doable because we understand the consequences for sin is the lake of fire. We got the memo. God is not playing with anyone trampling over the precious blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Just taking a water break, folks. It's taking a water break. It is taking a water break. Just taking a water break.
the way the way to righteousness is paved through Jesus Christ and him alone there is no other way to enter God's kingdom but through Christ Jesus there is no other way that a man can have right standing with holy God but through Christ Jesus there is no way for a man to be holy except through the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ the road to eternal life is straight and it is narrow Jesus says that we must strive to enter through the narrow door because many many are on the broad way to hell that road is wide it is broad and many people find themselves on that road why it is easy to have the mentality to live your best life now that is why ungodly quote-unquote men of the cloth wrote the book wrote the book about living your best life now but what about eternity eternity is longer than the here and the now we our focus should not be on the here and the now it must be on eternity because brother because that is where the soul will live either in eternity in the kingdom of god or in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone there is no purgatory jesus did not authorize a mere mortal to forgive sins because everybody is sinful and wicked so so why would god authorize a mere mortal to forgive sins when he sent his sinless perfect son to pay the price for your sins only to turn around to give that authority to fallen man absolutely not think about it it makes no sense we have all been indoctrinated we have all been brainwashed that we can go to another human being to have our filthiness washed away when in fact they themselves are steeped in filth jesus christ is the only one that can forgive sins through him there is no way to heaven through him the only way to heaven is through jesus christ he said i am the way meaning the only way don't let these witches and warlocks in this earth trick you to believe there are many ways to god no 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 there is only but one way jesus christ of nazareth he said he is the way the truth and the life no man that means you too no man no woman no boy no girl can get to the father but through jesus christ why because he's the only one who laid down his life and shed blood for you that's why only through jesus christ 
You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be nasty in your old age. You got one foot in the grave and you're acting like a child. You're acting like an infant. Grow up. At some point, you got to grow up. Stop acting like a baby who still needs a bottle. You know right from wrong. You know evil from good. You know when you curse God, that's not going to work out for you. Don't be deceived. You are too old to be acting like a child. Grow up. Stop sinning. Stop sinning long enough. You got one foot in the grave acting like a child. Wake yourselves up. You a whole grown person acting like this is a message of hate. This ain't a message of hate. This is a message of love that can save the sin-sick soul from damnation. But you choose to act like an infant. So what you don't believe? If you want to go to hell, fine. If you come across my path with that nonsense, I'm going to let you know. You going the wrong way. You got to turn around and come to Christ Jesus and stop acting like you're going to live forever with one foot in the grave. All of us, all of us got one foot in the grave acting like a child just because someone is telling you stop sinning. Otherwise, you want to burn for all of eternity and you're acting like an infant. Grow up. Grow up. Because there are many people that are listening to this message whose hearts are being pricked. What must I do to be saved? If you want to go to hell, go right on ahead. It's the worst decision you will ever make. Acting like an infant, grown as you are. You better wake up. And then we wonder why the youth don't have respect for authority. And then we wonder why the youth are acting crazy. Look at the elders. They are just like the children. Infantile. Infantile. Grow up. When you want to grow up. Because once Jesus snatches you out of that bodysuit, you and that finger will spend all of eternity burning, begging for another chance. Oh, now I understand, but it'll be too late. Grow up. Stop acting like the child of the devil you are and repent. Stop it and come to Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus was sinless and perfect and he laid down his life for you. Even when we were sinless, sinful, prideful, helpless, hopeless, Christ died for the sinner anyway. Anyway, knowing that people will hate him and reject him and yet he did it anyway. And so for you in the year 2022, still acting like Christ didn't die for you, well then you are arrogant, ignorant, and woefully on your way straight to a burning hell. I told you, I'm no politician. I don't have to watch my words. I'm a messenger from Jesus Christ, letting you all know, repent. Judgment day is coming. Are you ready? Forget about this world and what's happening tomorrow. You ain't guaranteed nor promised a tomorrow. 
What you need to be doing is thinking about that soul and eternity and whether or not you have peace with God. And not because you say you have peace is righteousness a staple in your life. Not that on some pagan Christmas or pagan Easter, you do your do duty and go to somebody's pagan church. No, living a life in Christ is daily. He said in order to follow him, you must pick up your cross, deny yourself and come follow him. It don't mean you're still acting every bit of a child of the devil. Just so immature, knowing that your life is on the line every single day. We are not guaranteed life. It is by the grace of God you even cracked open your eyelids this morning. Do you think it was because of your alarm clock you got up? Do you think it was because of some appointment you made today? That's why you got up? Do you think you coming to the flea market was your destiny for the day? Absolutely not. It is to cry out to God that he gave you this opportunity that people in hell are begging for. To repent, come to God in godly sorrow for your wicked behavior and get the blood bathed through Jesus Christ that we all need. This life is temporary. You're not going to live forever. What part of temporary are we not understanding? Don't wait until you draw your last breath because some thought they can have a deathbed confession. Death comes that quick. You can be healthy as an ox, running, eating, drinking, and then the next moment, your heart stops beating. And then you lift your eyes in hell. It happens that quick. Do you think all who have died within the past 24 hours thought that was their last day on the earth? Do you think they had a chance to repent? No. You want to know why? Death happens that quick. And if you have a disease and they give you two months to live, well, that's God's grace giving you those two months to get your life together and come to Christ. Because just because they give you two months, that's not the final say. A doctor could say you got six months to live and God is like, well, I have it written down that they, they dying in the next minute. We can't go off of what man tells another human being their lifespan. Some people been diagnosed with a disease that they only have six months to live. Come to find out they live the next 40 years. So a diagnosis of death from the doctors is not final. God in heaven will always have the final say about his creation. The day of your death has been written before you were even conceived in iniquity. It has already been attributed the number of days we will all have. That is why we cannot in foolishness and madness 
think we got our whole lives. Don't live your whole life rejecting Christ. Don't live your whole life being deceived that you believe you are born again, but you still living in willful sin. You're not born again. The Bible tells us that the child of God cannot go on sinning because God's righteous character lives on the inside of them. Therefore, they cannot go on sinning. Not possible. And many who are in sin claiming to be a Christian are not. They are living just as foul and filthy before they thought they came to Christ. The acid test is how you live your life behind closed doors. Because we can lie to each other all day. Yeah, I'm righteous. I'm born again. I'm saved. But then you're still living with your fiance. Still having sex. You're still smoking them cigarettes. If you say you are born again, well, that body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you putting them cigarettes, them drugs, other people's body parts in that holy temple. You're not born again. You are deceived. You are religious and you need to repent and really truly be born again nobody wants to read the bible that we must live holy and clean we can't be walking around showcasing this body we can't be walking around still cussing and lying and acting every bit of the devil you can't live like that and expect to see God the command is be holy be perfect and we can only do do that through jesus christ only the bible teaches that no man seeks for god all are unrighteous not holy apart from jesus christ we can do nothing and if you say you are born again then there should be fruit of the Spirit showing up in your life. Holiness. You're not supposed to be still sleeping around. You're still not supposed to be angry. You are still not supposed to go to the bars turning up. Absolutely not talking about I'm a Christian. No, you're not. Not if you live in foul and dirty. That's why sinners don't want to come to Christ. Because there's a bunch of hypocrites. There's a bunch of hypocrisy going on in the body of Christ. That's why people don't want to come to Christ Jesus. They believe they live in better than you. And probably so. Both of y'all are on your way straight to a burning hell. That's why in Christ we live differently by and through his Holy Spirit. Training us correcting us rebuking us so that we don't miss heaven and go straight to hell because that is where many and most are going because they believe they can live life on their terms and think just because they go to a pagan church they got it good with God no you don't you gotta have a personal relationship with Jesus and that's just not a mental ascent because when you believe in Jesus you know he ain't playing with that lake of fire and if you kill and if you still being your sexy if you still smoking them drugs 
if you're still partying and living a licentious, debauchery, selfish life, you ain't going to heaven. You're not. You are deceived. And many and most are. They think they have a relationship with God because they can quote Psalms 23. Do you not know that the devil believes in Jesus? He believes and so does his demons and they tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. They got enough sense, but you, you don't tremble at the word of God. You don't tremble. You have no fear of Jesus. Even the devil has enough sense to fear God, but not you though. You think you are better than the devil. You are, that you know more than God, that you don't have to live a life of holiness. Okay, you're going to be in full rude awakening. I'm telling you, God has made a way. This is the, the most best news a human ear can ever hear. That God has made a way for you and I to be made right with him when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ who laid down his life for your sins, paying your sin debt in full so you don't die and go straight to a burning hell so that you are no longer a slave to sin, being a gold monkey for the devil up in all of these pagan churches talking about I'm a Christian. Everybody claims to be a Christian and yet they live in foul, filthy, dirty, unclean lives. It ain't possible when you meet the real Jesus Christ that you stay in your sins. It's not possible. I'm a living, breathing witness. I thought I was born again living in sin up to my eyeballs until the day he woke me up out of that madness. You can't serve God and the devil at the same time. Ain't possible. If you say you are in Christ, then your life will be reflective of his righteousness. No holy God is going to live in a dirty, unclean, unkept temple. It's not possible. That is why when we come to Christ in repentance, we turn from all of our wicked ways. We turn from a lifestyle of sin. Our lives are not characterized by sin any longer. That's how you know you are born again. Not because you shook the pastor's hand. Not because you said some unbiblical sinner's prayer. But then you walk out the church still living and dressing like a harlot. Still sleeping with many men and women. Still smoking weed. Still watching raunchy television shows. You ain't born again. You are deceived like I was deceived. You can't serve God and the devil. You will go absolutely crazy and many and most have. Why you think suicide is at an all time high? Because people are confused. They are stuck on themselves. No born again follower of Jesus live a life of depression. It's not doable. God is not depressed. Jesus is not depressed. The Holy Spirit, I can assure you, is not depressed. He 
people are depressed because they are stuck on themselves. What happened to them? Who did what? No one wants to forgive anybody, but you call yourself a Christian. Absolutely not. The whole mark of Christianity is forgiveness. How you go into a therapist talking about what mommy and daddy did to you when you was 10 years old and you call yourself a Christian? Absolutely not. If Christ forgave us for if Christ forgave us of our sins, then you too must forgive. No Christian should be sitting on anybody's therapist couch. Wake up. Get your mind off yourself, off your problems. What happened to you? Forgive them. Well, I don't want to. You better. Jesus says if you don't forgive, the Father will not forgive you either. So you can claim I'm a Christian all day and you still got hate in your heart because of Uncle Pete. Daddy touched me. Mommy touched me. This person did that. Everybody, listen, everybody got a backstory. Everybody, childhood for the most part was traumatic. We was born into a sinful, hateful world. Of course, it's going to be traumatic. Just being born as a sinner is traumatic already. Everyone that is born is born with a sin nature because of Adam's because of Adam's disobedience. Everybody got a backstory. Everybody had a bad childhood. Everybody had a situation. We all been there. We were either physically, physical abused, sexual abused. Everybody got a story. That don't mean that you take thousands of dollars sitting on somebody's couch trying to dig through your past when the focus should be on eternity forgive them and move on with your life but you don't understand what they did to me so what look at what you did to God you worried about what somebody did to you what have you done to God you disobeyed him that's worse than any trauma you have received and endured in your life. People want to call everybody out on their mess. Meanwhile, you still in your filth, an enemy of holy God. Get your business straight with God before you get to slandering and digging at somebody in the dirt because of what they did to you as a child eventually move on move on you sitting back with all this hate because auntie sally she did this to me mommy did this to me daddy did this to me okay well you are grown now you are 30 40 50 years old still talking about what mommy and daddy did to me so what get your life straight with god that's what you need to be focused on because no true child of God sits up in a $125 an hour psychiatrist's office. Ain't possible because when you get your mind off of you and onto the kingdom, you ain't got time to be worrying about who did what when to you in your life. Your concern should be eternity. 
that if you don't forgive, and if you don't live holy, and if you don't repent, you will go straight to a burning hell when you die in all of your, mommy did this to me, daddy did this to me. You better get right with God. You ain't promised the next second. All you got to do is turn on the TV. People are dying left and right. And you sitting up talking about what somebody did to you. Forgive them, move on, and get your business straight with God. That's your priority. You worrying about what grandpa, what uncle, what grandma did to you. So what? If they hadn't repented, they probably died in their sins too. Don't let what happened to them be your fate. God ain't playing with that lake of fire. You keep walking in unforgiveness. You keep walking in anger and hatred. You will pay and die in your sins. Then will you be happy then? Will you be happy once you die and you don't curse everybody out that ever did something wrong to you, but you are now in hell? And the worst thing, if that person had repented, God forgave them of them touching you and abusing you, but you spent your whole life still being angry while they get to go to heaven and you go to hell. That ain't right. Get your life right now before God judges you. He is going to judge all of us. Everybody will be judged. Everybody born out of a woman's womb will stand before Jesus Christ on Judgment Day to give an account. All of us, me, you, boys, girls, women and men, all of us will be judged by what we do. Amen. Whether good or bad, you have a choice to live holy. You have a choice to come to Christ today. Amen. What church are you? I, I don't go to these people. No, I, I serve Jesus Christ and Him only. Because there's a lot of corruption going on in the church. Not to say that all all churches are like that. Sorry. Sorry. But many and most are. Right. Because they carry false doctrine. Not to mention Jesus didn't send half of them. No. Not not if they say you bring God money, He's going to bless you. That's not a man or a woman that God has sent. Because God don't need money. The pastor does. He needs to live his lavish lifestyle. Now, if you want to give to the church, you want to give a million dollars, give. But don't let them tell you because of your giving, God's going to bless you. He's already blessed us by sending Jesus. If he does nothing else, he's done it all. So, are y'all born again? That's your twin. Now, first marriage. Keep in mind. Hold on. I know I'm a mess. Sweat. Keep in mind, marriage is for life. Even when she gets on your nerve, because I'm a woman who get on your nerve. When he gets on your nerve, because I know men, they be playing games too, but it's for life. Forgive each other. Walk in love because it is for life. One wife for life. Because Jesus says, if you divorce, except it be for fornication, not adultery, but if you remarry, let's say 10 years, he gets on your nerves or he cheated or whatever, and you're tired of the man, and you divorce him, okay. But Jesus says, as long as he's alive, that marriage vow is for life. So if you choose to move on and get another bite at the apple, you commit adultery. Even if you got a divorce, because in the eyes of God, marriage is for life. That covenant is not broken because you went down to court and got a divorce. 
is only broken when one of you dies. So if he lives to be 85 and y'all got divorced at 40, you must remain single. You must remain single. As long as this beautiful lady is alive on this earth and y'all break up and you marry someone else, well, you are adulterer. And the Bible says no adulterer will inherit the kingdom of God. And even if someone marries you that never been married before, well, they are an adulterer because they marrying a married man. If y'all choose whatever problem, work it out. But if it's can't do it, Paul says you must remain single. You must remain single until you die or you die. That's when marriage is over. In the eyes of God. Now you can go down to divorce court and get five divorces. But if you remarry, you are in an adulterous remarriage. And even if you say, well, I ask God to forgive me. Okay, you don't get to stay in the sin just like the homosexual. When they come to Christ, they can't keep on sinning. So what makes you think just because you're in this adulterous remarriage and you ask God to forgive you, he has. He will, but you got to come out of that. Leave wife number three, husband number five, whatever the case may be. Keep in mind. How old are you? 21. Probably forget about oh, it. How old are you? 21. Ooh. Is to no, that's fine. You, whatever the age is legal, keep in mind, y'all got to the glory of God, y'all may have a long life. If at the age of 25, y'all had a method each other, you look fit, you're gonna live a long time. You look fit, you, you may live a long time. That's a long time without sex. That means no boyfriends, no dating, no little silly touches, none of that. If you are born again, so let me ask you another question. Have y'all turned completely from, from sin? Well, at this point, yeah. my little sins, I won't say little because, you know, all sins yeah. are abominable. Old you know, sins. trying yeah. to keep up yeah. with um, reading, praying, worshiping, fasting, all that kind of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't listen to secular music. Right, right. I don't participate in secular music. Don't, we don't worship pagan holidays. All right. Yeah, we, we, we don't yeah. willfully sing. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, there you, you go. Got it. You got there it. you go. Now, <laughs> we, we may miss the more, but, but, but we don't make it a lifestyle to keep smoking the weed and keep sleeping around and cheating on your spouse. No. If we miss the mark, we have first John 1 9, right? God is faithful when we confess our sins. But people take that as a license to keep on sinning. Once you receive forgiveness of your sin, because I don't know if y'all have study out, study this. First John chapter 3. Because in there it tells us that no true born again child of God continues to sin. Not that because you're so strong in your will. It's because God's spirit, his righteousness, his character righteousness lives on you. So if the kingdom of God, and you know Jesus is still perfect and, and sinless. So if he lives in you, it's not possible for us to keep on sinning. Now, as babes in Christ, we still coming out the world. So it's some things that we still, you know what I'm saying? But what's so beautiful about sanctification is that the Holy Spirit is gutting us out. Put that away, cover up the body, stop this, leave them alone, training us how to be righteous. So that the more we walk with God, the more righteous living we would do. And do y'all go to church? Well, we attend this one church. We're not uh, members or anything. Yeah, okay. Um, if you become a member of the church spiritually, because the reason why churches want membership is so that they can count on your money through the false doctrine of tithing. Tithing was of the law of the Old Testament. We give cheerfully. If, if it amounts to a 10%, okay. If it amounts to your whole paycheck, okay. But it's what God puts in your heart to give. Don't let them command you as if 
you rob because they twist scriptures. Right. Don't don't let them brainwash you to think that if you don't bring God money, you're robbing him. No, you're robbing the pastor of his lavish lifestyle. We know it takes money to run a ministry. The lights got to stay on. The air, people got to get paid. We know these things. But if they teach it sound doctrine, we give. I mean, pockets did be throwing money at the pastor. <laughs> but don't let them tell you as if it's a requirement. Like, that's not true. We store up things that's in heaven. For fellowship, you must know what Jesus said in his word. Or they will give you half truth. They will water down the gospel. Most churches don't preach about sin repentance they don't they don't dig into your stuff because they know that once they get the pricking hearts people ain't coming back they ain't getting that money so everybody wants to preach or feel good bring god money he'll bless your prospect i came out of creflo dollar kenneth copeland jesse the planters all of them anybody that was preaching to me you bring god money you're gonna be blessed i'm still waiting on the money and i go thousands until jesus woke me out of that madness so as a young married couple Work on forgiveness because you're going to need it. Marriage is work. It is hard. You may love him today. Tomorrow, you are going to throw him out the window. She may be beautiful and sexy today. When she stops having those babies and gaining about 40 pounds on that beautiful frame, don't leave her. Don't find a little chippy down at the office. You married her. It's for life. It's a covenant. A covenant is not broken because we got a divorce from man's court. It's only when you die. If that takes the next 40, 80, 90 years, you got to remain single. 21 is young. Yeah, man, I got married at 18. 18? I was 18. Oh, y'all was a couple months old. Oh, y'all yeah. <laughs> oh, was in love, huh? I, I know it with the sex, right? Y'all, I've been knowing. Well, we, 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 we were. We grew up together. Yeah. Okay, well, this, this may be God's doing. But keep in mind, love him regardless. Even if he's not working and you got to work and pay the bills. Because the world says, well, it's 50 50. No, it's not. Sometimes it's 99. minus 5. Okay? Uplift him. Don't, don't dog him out. Whatever you do, don't talk to your family about him and don't talk to your family about her. Because once you do that and then y'all make up, mama now hates you, daddy now hates you because you hurt the big girl. And you, hate, you, you, you hurt it, mama's boy. Because no matter how old they get, they still have babies. I got almost a 30-year-old and a 13-year-old. They still my babies. I still look at them like they're only two years old. So don't talk to family, friends about the problems in your marriage. You That will save you about 10 years of heartache. And whatever you do, love him like you love Christ. Put God first. You are the head of the house. God put the man as the head. He is the head over you too. He sent you to be his helper. Not his equal in a sense of women's lib. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. We all on the same footing. But he has ordained a set order in marriage. He said, he told us in Galatians 5 that the man is the head of the house. And you are his helper. He needs help. As smart as he thinks he is, God knew he's going to need some help. So that means encouragement. Or sometimes that means getting in his stuff in love, not in condemnation. You ain't nothing but a good for nothing. No, babe, you know this didn't work the last time.
I love you. I'm here to support you. Let me help you with something. If he says no, then back off. Back up. If it fails, then y'all fail together. And it will bring y'all closer together. It's not going to help you. Like, see, I told you it ain't going to work. And vice versa. Support each other. Because it's for life. It's for life. Keep family and friends out of your business. Keep God first. Live holy. Live clean. No cheating. No flirting. No sex texting. No liking Instagrams, sluts and harlots and gigolos. None of that. Don't be liking people on social media because that gives her a reason to be jealous. That gives him a reason yeah, to be jealous. Now, as sweet as he is, oh, if he even, not to say that this is how you are, but... I had enough men to know that if they even think their precious, beautiful spouse is doing anything, they can go crazy. He may seem mild and sweet and gentle. Jealousy, especially if he even thinks somebody's coming for his wife and you are giving that attention, he can change or become an evil, abusive, controlling narcissist. So don't give him, yeah, we got freedom to do. Yeah, I should be able to like someone's picture without you flipping out. But you got to live with this man, not the man or the woman you like on the Instagram. Because you know if you start liking those booty girls, you're going to have a problem with that. You're going to have a big problem with that. And so what made you think that he won't have a problem with Because there are men that got six-pack, they buff, they got money, they look good, smell good. And so you, you may just say, oh, that's a nice picture, and you like it. Not even thinking nothing about whatever. You, you've been scrolling, and you've been liking, and automatic. Don't mean that you want to get with him, but, oh, that's a nice little man. Okay. But he may say, oh, so this is what you do all day? Not, not mention all the, the godly posts you don't put up already and all the, the godly sermons that you have liked. But that one of that homosexual gigolo who looks like a straight guy, that's what he's going to focus on. So just be kind to one another. Because y'all got to 18 to God willing, 90 years old, don't do it. Man, it's hot out here. What time is it? Yeah, um, I'm gonna wrap this up. I believe this is my ending for the morning. But um, because Jesus says that His sheep knows His voice, so when you go to these churches and they start telling you some nonsense, you can say, "But well, that's not what Jesus said." And if you're not sure, write down what they say. Go home immediately and look it up for yourself. Nine times out of ten. 10 times out of 10, it will, it will be twisted to fit their agenda how you can live your best life now. Because nobody's teaching on eternity. That soul on the inside of you all is going to live forever somewhere, either heaven or hell. And y'all got Lord willing by his grace. Because young people are taken out of here like flies. Y'all been watching the news? Whole family wiped out. Huh? Right. You know, people you know, people that you, you went to school with are not alive today. So this is not the hour to be thinking, oh, well, I got my whole life. I can live right. Uh-uh. <coughs> Young folks, now get the memo now. God is not playing with that lake of fire. He is serious about what Jesus done for us. He died on the cross for our sins so that we will no longer be a slave to sin. And once you understand you're not a slave to sin, and once you understand how he ain't playing with that lake of fire, and we can all, you and I can still get it. It would change your life. If you know the consequences of your sin and being tormented forever with no help, no relief for eternity, that would snap you out of the madness. Love each other.
be kind to one another. Help her when she needs help. Help her when she God sent her as a helper. Like I said, obviously, y'all need a lot of help. Okay. Be well, friends. Live clean. Live holy. Study the word of God. Because it is profitable for sound doctrine, correction, rebuke. Because God was getting your stuff. When you start cutting up, oh, oh, let me get my hands raised. Okay. All right, I've been whooped enough to know. Get it right. Stop playing. Because he ain't playing. So why are you playing? Okay. And once you get to understanding that that lake of fire is even for his children, because he said that he will judge his children. So we can claim Christianity. We can claim this church. Oh, I follow Jesus, but behind closed doors, because he sees it all. And everything we do, every thought we take is being written down. I don't know if you have read uh, Revelation chapter 20. Starting at verse 10 to 15, it talks about these books, that the books of our lives will be open on Judgment Day. Because, I don't know, I thought maybe that was just, oh, that's Hollywood saying that. No, no, no. It's in the Bible for a reason. And we will be judged out of those things that were written in the book, the good and the bad. So all the good works we're doing in Christ, but that's being written down too, to our glory. So we can get our re rewards. Thank you, Lord, that you are recording this. Because, obviously, he's all-knowing. He's all wise and all powerful, but he's recording this so that on Judgment Day, we can't call him out. Well, you being biased, that's not what really happened. Angel, whoever, bring the books. Open. What's your name? Alicia. What's your name? I'm Cynthia. All right, Cynthia. <laughs> and and as many Cynthia's there are, you would know when he called you. You and his many Alicia's, right? Books of your life. Oh. My blood covered you. I don't know what I was going to say. I'm just, you know what I mean? Um, my blood covered you. Oh, I see you were doing this. But welcome into the kingdom. So the good and the bad works. Now, when we as Christians stand before Jesus, it won't be at the white, at the great white throne to have to give an account for our sins because we rejected what he done, which we could never pay for our sins. But when we stand before him, it's called the Bema seat or the judgment seat of Christ to get our rewards and even all the good works we have done. So we say those works will also be tried by fire. Some will come out as precious stones, some wood, hay, or stubble. Some of us may lose some rewards. Instead of having 10 cities to reign, we may get two. But nonetheless, by the skins of our teeth, we're in there. But don't lose rewards because we still want to be of the world because y'all are still young and it's very tempting. Although you say that you're not, but it gets tempting sometimes, you know, since people your age are living their best lives. You know, so um, try to stay around like married, like married couples that withered and weathered the storm. Don't, don't get around girlfriend who never had a boyfriend or, or had many men going to tell you what to do with him. And she ain't got nobody. And likewise, because it's two of y'all for life. So if it means sometimes you, you are going to another room or, or you go take a walk and then come back. But don't deny each other's bodies because we play six games. Well, I ain't giving him no sense. He's getting on my nerves. Nope, don't do that. But then that opens him up for temptation. And that opens her up for temptation. So ain't nothing like miracle sex. Keep it vibrant. Otherwise, we give Satan a foothold to come in. And that's when we get on the phone, start scrolling, start scrolling. And you over there seething. Then you kind of find out what he's looking at because he's mad and being petty. Vice versa. 
And and now one little thing, now a big mushroom, and now you're down at the bottom. Okay. I'm about to get out this sun. <laughs> Okay. Live clean. Study. And I just read it for study so you can know what Jesus said and what he sounds like. So when you hear like Colossians 2 8 tells us the high sounding nonsense, all this philosophy and all of this um motivational, whatever they be doing in these modern churches today, you be like, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said for us not to store treasures on this earth. Jesus said that if I divorce my spouse and remarry while she's still alive, I commit adultery. And they twist that. They, they said, because when he says in Matthew 19:9, except it be for fornication, well, people say, yeah, see, he said adultery. Fornication and adultery are two different sins. What he meant by that, because don't forget, when he said this, he was talking to a Jewish audience, right? And in Jewish custom, once you become engaged to a man or a woman, that's a marriage. Only thing that's missing is the sex, right? So what he was saying that accepted before fornication, let's say while y'all two were engaged, right? And then after the marriage, you find out that he had been cheating. And not through rumor or speculation, let's say six months in, after y'all back from the honeymoon, living your best marital life, you get a knock on the door. Some female, she carrying a newborn baby, talking about that. I said your name? Trey Ward. Trouble? Trey Ward. Trey, Trey, okay. Trey, that this is Trey's baby. You're like, you bugging, we just got married. No, Alicia. Me and Trey been still dating, even while y'all was dating, even when y'all got engaged. I'm his true love, and we've been having sex this whole time, and this is his baby. You're like, Trey, get in here. Who is this? And what's that, babe? I don't know, babe. Here's Trey. I don't know, babe. I never seen her before. And she's like, Trey, stop playing. Tell her who I am and who this baby is. No, babe, I'm totally crying, snotting on his knee. No, babe. Okay, DNA testing. Six weeks later, come to find out Trey is not only a cheater, but a big fat liar. Okay, now if that's the scenario, got a baby, DNA, while y'all were engaged, he committed fornication. That's the exception, Jesus says. Now, ideally, forgive him. He's young. He's stupid. He was thinking with his loins. Loins, but he truly does love you. Just, you know what I mean? Sometimes it is what it is, right? You can't forgive him and pray you don't do it again. Okay? Because God is watching, right? Okay. That's the ideal situation. But if for some reason you just can't, because how can you start off a marriage with such deceit already from the door? And that is what Jesus was saying, except to be for fornication. Now, if that's the case, you can divorce him and remarry, and you would not be considered an adulteress. But ideally, especially if you are in Christ, forgive the brother. Stop it, Trey. Stop it. Okay. And you too, if it comes to find out, right? Let's say that he was doing what he's supposed to do and hear you off on the side, right? Back from the honeymoon situation, you get a knock on the door. Homeboy strapping. Got a video. Alicia doing it all. Doing it all. And the timestamp is before y'all got married. And you were like, that was a month before we were married. And you're like, no, that ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't me. Do a close-up. That's you because the birthmark says it. Got a birthmark right here on the right hip. 
shaped like the continent of Africa. That's you, Alicia. Now, again, ultimately, forgive her. She was crazy. She was out of her mind. Homeboy had a six pack. You only got three pack. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Now, if you can't forgive her, if you were to divorce her, fine, you can be married. But forgive. She's young. She's dumb. I'm a female. I know what it is too. So, but when he says that if there's any other reason, let's say it's not because of the woman and the man, right? That let's say after y'all got married, she cheated and committed adultery now. That's not a reason to divorce her in the eyes of God. I mean, if you do, Keep in mind, you're only 20, well, let's say you're 25 now. You got your whole life. She's young, she's strong, she's going to want to have some more babies, so you know she's going to have some sex. And you too. But if you remarry while she's alive, and vice versa, Jesus says, now you commit adultery. Because in the high day, because in the eyes of God, y'all two are still married. That's why he says, to death do you part. Let no man put asunder. And that means divorce court. He could care two flips about what divorce court. They can hand out divorce certificates like Tic Tacs. You can marry 10 women. You can marry five women. As long as Trey is alive and breathing somewhere in this earth and you remarry, you commit adultery. It don't matter how saved you think you are. Because 1 Corinthians 6, 9 tells us, among many other sins, that no adulterer will inherit the kingdom of God. So if you remarry while he's alive, or you remarry while she's alive, it don't matter how many Bibles you hand out, how much street preaching you do. If she's alive and you are still remarried, claiming, well, well, God forgave me. Yeah, the shared blood of Jesus will. But you had to come out of that adulterous remarriage. It's called an adulterous remarriage. And you will perish. And that new spouse who never been married before, they thinking, okay, yeah, well, I know she's divorced. But I've never been married, so how come I got to pay? Because you... Not only are you committing a fornication, but you committing adultery because you are sleeping with the married woman. No, she got divorced. She showed me the papers. What did God say? Ultimately, what did God say? Let no man put asunder. So keep that in mind. Being married at 18 years old is for life. And being with one person saves you the trouble. No STDs, no babies outside of marriages, no drama. Let me tell you something, see, I learned the hard way. I had two adultery marriages. I didn't get the memo until after our divorce. So I've been married for three times off the basis of adultery. I thought I was in the clear because Jesus said, except to be for adultery. No, he said fornication. Fornication is having sex before you're married. Adultery is cheating on your spouse when you're married. Two different sins. Because if he meant adultery, why did he say you commit adultery? If that's what he was talking about. Jesus is not crazy. He knows the difference between fornication and adultery. Man who wants what they want when they want it. I deserve to be happy. Twist what he say. So, keep all that up. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful thing living a life without willful sin. Because see now, I don't have to make choice about where's the weed man, what man I'm going to sleep with today, how sexy I can be today. Too much drama. Not to mention, people in this world, apart from God, 
there are children of disobedience. There are children of the devil. You get hooked up with the wrong woman, I mean the wrong woman or the wrong man, and they will take you out of this earth. I can't tell you how many stories, domestic violence, that someone just met this guy two weeks ago and already he blowing up her phone. Where you at? She's like, yo, chill, I can't deal with that. Oh yeah. Why? Because of sex. Sex will always break down your discernment. You know how you can tell this person is right for you? Tell them no about something and see how they react. If they fly off the handle, you grab your hat, your coat. You're married now. But grab your hat, your coat, and run. Don't get yourself involved with someone when you tell them no, they act like a fool. Well, he had a rough childhood. Well, she was molested. That's why she like that. No, uh-uh. Get away from this crazy people. Because once you mingle sex in it, oh, they got you. So they think they have. They think they have all the right to dictate how you now live. And all you really want to do is live for Christ. If you are in Christ, you. That's why he tells us bad company will corrupt your good morals. Don't be unequally yoked with anybody, whether it be a marriage, friendship, business, whatever. Stay amongst believers, true believers, not someone who's safe. People claim Christianity all day, but behind doors, they still doing them. No, someone that you, that's what he told her. Test the fruit, see how they live it, in public and in private. Them are the ones that you want to be around with. And that's the meaning of Hebrews 10, 26, I mean 25, not to forsake the assembling of one another. Not so that we are condemned if we don't go to church. It's so that we can get together, sharpen our irons, and be our brother's keepers to keep us accountable where sin is concerned. Not coming to church because the pastor, now you don't filled out a membership card. And if you don't come to church, when you do come, he's looking at you crazy. No, because of the next verse is why we don't forsake the assembly. Because verse 26 says, for if you deliberately keep on sin. So he's not talking about church membership. No, he's talking about sin because Prior to that, he was talking about how don't take your fellow brother into court. Don't don't bring them in front of some pagan judge who don't know God. When you come with all this holiness, bringing somebody to court, don't do that. And then he went on to say about um, don't be deceived. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Then he lists all those sins, and then he tells me how we were once like that. And then back over to Hebrews, why we why we shouldn't like right now we we, we are fellowship. This is what that scripture means. Like we hold each other accountable. We talking about the things of God, what to do, what not to do, what happened to me, what happened to you, your brother. I encourage you, sister. I encourage you. If we do necessary, stop it, stop it, whatever. That's why we don't forsake meeting up together. And the meeting up don't gotta be in a brick and mortar building all the time. It can be right here in front of this pagan flea market. These people ain't trying to hear me. That's fine though. Some have. Y'all stop. So because when we do forsake, then we tend to fall back in sin. No one is holding us accountable. I can still do me. Because Once saved, always saved. That's the false doctrine. We ain't safe yet until Jesus comes back. That's why he says endure until the end. That don't sound like I got you. How your past, present, and future sins have all been forgiven. No, they haven't. Your past sins 
your presence since can be forgiven in your confessor for the future. You haven't done the future yet. Because if the future was covered, then why Jesus has stayed from until the end? Otherwise, you ain't gonna make it. That don't sound like I got you. Now we're talking about once in the family. I'm always in the family. No, you're not. You were never in the family. You in willful sin. Well, Jesus said, no man can pluck us out of his hand. Right, the one who stays in his hand. The one who continues to abide in him, listening to him, obeying him. Do you think that he was talking to the one who claimed Christian and still smoking me, sleeping around, doing them? He ain't talking to them. He's talking to his true sheep who hears his voice, listens, and then obeys. Oh, yeah, I gotta go. I'm hot. I'm hot. I mean, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Love each other. Stay clean. Be holy. Lord willing, I got your whole life. You can pray for y'all. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come before you today with my young brothers and sisters in Christ. Give them more of your grace to endure. Marriage is for life. It is a beautiful thing that we can find our part. Young and young, so that we can grow with them, so they can help us and teach us along the way. But we put you first, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray over my sisters and brothers. Keep them, Lord. Keep them holy. Keep them clean until you return. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Go. Are you here every like, did, did you come here every time? Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.